Not long ago, we as a congregation found ourselves on Sunday morning focusing on that familiar story, a beloved passage that many of us entitle the Good Samaritan. In the sermon that particular Sunday, I was doing my darndest to make a case that maybe the point of the story is less about our doing and more about our understanding that the kingdom of God is near and presenting itself through unexpected connections. Maybe the issue in Luke 10 is more focused on distracted discipleship than it is about the doing of discipleship. Now, don't get me wrong. The doing is critical. It's just a natural expression It's a natural response to what happens when we come near, when we realize that God has put us together, when the kingdom of God is revealed to us. So let's hit fast forward a couple weeks later. It was actually just today that it happened. I've been worrying a lot lately about, uh, I'll change his name because this is on the internet, about um, our friend George, let's say. George is a homeless man that sleeps on the stoop in the alleyway in the backside of our church building. The steps that for many years now he has slept on are actually steps that lead directly into the pastor's study a design of the pastoral study back in the renovation of the 1980s had people walking in through kind of a private entrance for counseling, something that we would never do today. But anyway, George, we'll call him, for many years has slept on that step. And not far from George is a woman that we'll call Mary. And Mary, even to this day, sleeps underneath the awning Um, just in the back of the church in the alley. So whereas Mary has been there uh, faithfully, uh, day in, day out, every night you can count on her there, about, I don't know, I would guess it would be December of this last year, George disappeared. I started to put word out on the street uh, any way that I could, uh, hey, we're looking for George. Anybody seen him? And some people would say, yeah, yeah, I've seen him. He's doing all right. And others would say, no, I haven't seen him in a long time. And I just said, please tell him Pastor Sterling is looking for him, wants to be sure he's okay. So two and a half months later, I enter into the pastoral study, having walked up those stairs that for such a long time I haven't been able to use because that's the place that George was calling home. I opened the glass door and entered in. I locked the door and I entered into my office and found that the voicemail light was blinking. And sure enough, as I listened to it, it was George. It was a very simple message. You know, the gist of it was, hey, I'm I'm here. It's me. I just wanted you to know I'm doing all right. I'll check in with you. And that was it. (laughs) Somebody had told him out on the street that, that I had been looking for him. He didn't sound worried about it. He's just just speaking friend to friend. So a couple days later, I'm sitting back in the pastoral study and uh, doing what I do every day, it seems like these days, which is connecting with you all on Zoom, you know, or making phone calls. And the doorbell rings to the church. 
I pick up the uh, the phone, which is how we answer the doorbell, and sure enough, it's George, and he's waiting for me out in the alley. I went back to the back of my office, and I opened that glass door and found my my feet stepping on the uh, the block there at the top of the stairs where George, for so long, um, slept and in a space that he called home for such a long time. And it just felt really surreal to me to be looking at him in the eyes and standing in the middle of his living room, knowing that a lot of distance had passed since last time he had actually lived in that living room, so to speak. We smiled. It was a natural response for George to uh, pull up his mask when he saw that I was wearing a mask and reach his arms out to me. And I thought, oh, I so wish I could hug my brother, but I couldn't. And uh, instead I was just like, hey, give me an elbow. And we, we like touched elbows and then took a couple steps back. And then just for about half hour, we just stood out there and caught up. George told me that he had actually been sleeping in a local hotel through all of the winter, that a group of very nice people had um, kind of, I guess, rented a hotel out, and many homeless folks are sleeping there. It's not really a, a, an official program, per se, that would look like a treatment program or a, or a, or a job training program. It's, he, he called it a program, and he just said, they're taking really good care of us. I've got my own room. And they're feeding us. And, and I asked about the food. And of course, that was a mixed review, but he was grateful as he shared about it. And um, I asked him if he needed anything, and he told me no. He had everything that he needed. And I I asked him when he thought he'd be when he'd be leaving the hotel and what next. And he made it pretty clear that he thought when the weather warmed out, he'd be out of there. And I don't, I don't know if that's at his initiative or theirs, but... My gut tells me that when he leaves that place, he's going to come back to his living room on the back steps in the alleyway of the church, just outside of my office door. Over these last three or four weeks when the weather's been so awful, I've done everything that uh, that I could to kind of connect with Mary, who's been there through thick and thin. Can you imagine how cold and wet it's been? Every time that I talk to her, she tenderly responds that she's doing okay. She doesn't really need anything. She's good. And when I say, well, tell me, tell me what's up, she'll start talking about neighbors that live all around the physical property of the church that check in on her, that be sure that she has what she needs. And I found myself, as I interacted today with George, hearing her voice, and they were saying the same thing, doing all right, got what we need. Now, of course, we know in the depths of, of our understanding that they don't have everything they need, right? And we can do everything that we want to do, trying to... Uh, trying to convince them that they need to take steps and, and get into programs or get in, you know, when it's cold, get into shelter. And in the end, there's just only so much that we can do. And we should, we should try, we should do. But I got to tell you, this last week, just on the heels of us talking about the kingdom of God showing up, 
when we look and see somebody in the ditch, or in this case in the alley, feels to me like another, another road between Jericho and Jerusalem moment. Yes, we should be asking, do you have what you need? Yes, we should be doing the best that we can to help folks take steps to enter into healthier chapters ahead. But in the end, do you know what these two amazing friends, brother and sister need? They need connection. And they're getting it. Both of them looked me in the eyes and smiled as they shared with them they have what they need. And they didn't just mean blankets and food. They didn't just mean shelter of any kind. They meant we have people that we're connected with. Over these last few days and couple of weeks, I have found myself being ministered to by Mary many times and then today, George. There's been a mutuality, I think. I'm, I'm confident in looking in their eyes that God has has used the connection also to speak to their heart. As important as it is as Christian people to care for those that don't have what we would call basic necessities, I want you to hear me say it is so important that we never lose sight that that, that's such a critical part of what it means to be Christian people is to be aware of the need around us. But there is an order to this. When we love God, it means that we discover the kingdom of God. And when that happens, our eyes can't be, our eyes can't help but to open to, uh, to not only the physical needs that our neighbors have, but also the needs that we have. Mutuality in the exchange. How beautiful it is that even in the tragic last 12 months, that it is not inside of the physical church building, but rather on the peripheral and sidewalk and streets, that we find ourselves encountering God and in turn becoming aware that our needs are being met. Blessings, friends. The kingdom of God is near.